of Dishes and Dimes. I'm here joined by two very special guests. Mo, VTech Poppy on Twitter and Instagram. Do you want to say hello? Yo, how's everybody? I'm good. And our second guest of the day is Asad at Swire Lasers. Would you like to say what's up? Uh, what's up? Mo, the instruction was to say hello. I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> Relax. Why, why, why are you bullying me like 10 seconds to the phone? Which is actually perfect considering what our episode is about today. It's about the last dance. And we know there were some legendary fights and bickering happening in the Chicago Bulls dynasty. Is that is that a good segue? Did I do that properly? Yeah, I guess Mo yeah. is kind of like the Jerry Krause of this podcast right no, now. Yo, relax. <laughs> relax. Relax. <laughs> As if I'm going to allow that. Yeah, I just wanted to get out of the way. Like early, Mo was ready to watch this episode. Like he was wearing the brightest red shirt that he could find out of his Crayola closet. (laughs) And was dressed up like a stop sign ready to watch this MJ documentary. Yo, get out of here, man. This is the first time that Dishes and Dimes has more men on the pod than women. And I think everyone knows why. I think this is like a clear example of why that is. Oh my god. <laughs> so every I, I guess I already introed it. We are talking about the last dance. We're talking about the first two parts that were released today. Um I don't know if you guys want to start with like your first impressions of of it. It was great, like to have two hours of actual content for the first time in what, like a month? Like you just have nothing, you've had nothing to watch for a month. The stats just reruns of like old NBA games or like the Raptors championship run. It's just nice to have something fresh. Yeah, I was actually really intrigued because like, I know like the rest of us here, like we were all children when MJ won all these championships, like like legitimate toddlers. In Mo's case, he was not born. Um, yeah, so like for me, it was just cool seeing like, like the actual context of those championships and kind of what was going on. There were so many times during this where I like where you it's like you're getting dropped into this NBA world that's like pre Twitter, pre all like media and stuff. And then to know just how insane things were, I was just like it was like it was mind blowing every single like every three minutes. It was something that I was just like, how what what is going on? Like from the get go, Um, like I found it was just incredible. Like I'm like. I can't believe that, like, Michael Jordan is supposed to be this, like, really great player. He is a great player, whatever. But, like, <laughs> the fact that, like, basically the documentary starts off with just, like, Michael being like, oh, well, Phil Jackson's not back. I'm not back. And then he lost. <laughs> yeah, like, all of it was why. Like, that is, that's a really good point where if Twitter was happening during that time, like, if Twitter existed, the things that they wouldn't have been able to get away with, or just the stories that would have dominated the news cycles for, like, a, like years at a time that we're just, like, thrown into this world and we're like, wait, that happened? Wait, players were allowed to do that? Wait, what? Not only Twitter, but, like, just media in general. Like, a guy like Skip, like, how would have that, 
how would have that how I don't know words it's late guys (laughs) (laughs) but you know what I mean and I think and I think to most point I missed so badly to be on the timeline watching something with everyone it was so nice and I like that we don't get to binge all the episodes right away like as someone who just binged an entire season of Too Hot to Handle on Netflix. I like the fact that I get to space something out and I get to watch it with uh, with regular humans at a regular pace. Yeah, I absolutely disagree with you there. Um, I think, you know, <laughs> yeah. Americans Americans are out protesting on the streets for their civil liberties. I think they need to protest ESPN <laughs> for their civil liberties to watch all 10 episodes of this <laughs> ASAP. Um, <laughs> Because I would like to watch the rest of the eight episodes tonight. Yo, I 100% agree. Yo, watch all of it. There's so much to take in. Like, I feel like you just need a break. Like, maybe seven days is a long time, but you need a break to process all of the stuff that are coming at you. Because I feel like big, huge, like two month newsworthy, dominating like storylines are being mentioned in this documentary and they take about two minutes of time. So like, we're just getting so much information thrown at us that we need some time to process it all. Oh my God. <laughs> Honestly, I'm still really, it's been like over an hour and a half since this ended. Um, and well, honestly, I can't wait for people to watch it like in Canada. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently that hasn't happened yet. So. <laughs> oh my god, they missed It is not yet out in Canada, so if you haven't watched it, there will probably be spoilers. I don't know that we can call them spoilers because this is all like real live events that happened in the past. Um, but uh, I guess there will technically be spoilers. So if you don't want it ruined for yourself, uh, you can wait until. Canada decides to release it. That's what we really should be protesting. Talk about Americans protesting their civil liberties. Why don't Canadians get this right away, too? Because we're disrespected. There's no respect for Canada. And there's none. So I still haven't figured out whether it's going to show up tomorrow or next week on Canadian Netflix, because uh, I've heard both things. But that is, like, it's just so... It makes no sense to me. Like, I don't understand... Why? Listen, if you were Canadian and you could not find a way to watch it and you wanted to, at this point, it's it's kind of your fault. Like, the only reason... (laughs) So, what I'm reading here, it is going to be out on Monday. And the only reason I can think of them doing it on Monday is because it's 4-20-2020. Oh, my God. Tomorrow? (laughs) Well, now today. today. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We are recording this at... Oh, it's 12-34. You guys know. My favorite time. It's 1-2-3-4-4-20-2020. Uh, so what did you guys think was one of the craziest parts I'll start with you Mo something that you didn't know that like really stood out to you uh, how much they hated Kraus that, that was something that was new to me like maybe it wasn't new to other people but like I did not know they hated this man like that yeah like they went in on him like from <laughs> the beginning like the first time it was a 10 hour run and they just went in on him a 10 hour run yeah like what were some of the jokes like short jokes fat jokes <laughs> The fact that it was their ring ceremony and Michael Jordan's like, hey, Jerry, you want to shoot some layups with us? And he's like, yep. He's like, I guess we'll have to lower the rim for you. 
that is so rude. The fact that they called his name, like he was disrespected. Like it's it's one thing to be disrespected by like the players, like okay, but they were he was just like genuinely hated by everybody. Where did they call him out to receive his ring? And he's booed by the crowd. <laughs> Yo, they went in. Yo, they booed him. Like, have you ever seen a GM get booed like that from a champ, like from like a championship team? Like, that's unheard of. Yeah, like they're winning, they're winning, and they still despise him. But I mean, he did a lot of things that made him unlikable. Uh, for starters, I, did you not think it was wild to invite the entire team to your daughter's wedding? And invite a guy who is a head coach, but not your head coach, to the to the wedding. Is that not strange? Well, that is. Wow. Right? Is that not weird? Like, can you imagine? Well, like the wild thing is, like, he was like, like he spent the entire season bringing the guy to games and sitting with him and stuff like that. Like, what though? Yo, like, it is. I I cannot. Like, honestly, I think Sam Hinkie. Um, Daryl Morey, Danny Ainge must have like posters of this guy, like a shrines built to him, because he is the original. Like, yo, like you have won five championships, and you're just like, nah, we don't want a defender title. We're good up. This is the last year for this coach. I have Michael Jordan. Nah, bro, <laughs> it's okay. We're just gonna pass after this year. Yo, oh my god. He managed to to disrespect. Phil Jackson in the most legendary of ways. Also, just giving him a contract and telling him that this is his last chance, this is his last dance, I should say, like this is it, is wild to me. Um, like the first day they won a championship, and Michael Jordan's being asked, it's like, "Hey, so uh, you guys aren't gonna be back next year?" <laughs> Bro, that is so wild. Imagine that happening today. That would that would never happen today. And it would never happen today because a guy like Jerry Krause, by all accounts, cared what the public thought of him. He wanted a lot of those accolades. He wanted a lot of that positive attention. And Twitter would have absolutely killed him constantly oh if he did God, something. They like so he wouldn't, like, to be honest, it keeps kind of egos in check in that way uh, where you couldn't really have a guy like Jerry Krause today. Imagine, like, I mean, him saying the quote about, you know, players or, or players and coaches don't win championships, what organizations do, um, or something along those lines, really pissing Michael Jordan off, because as a lot of people on Twitter pointed out, the Chicago Bulls are still an organization that exists, but they have not yet won a championship without Michael Jordan, so... I think the best tweet I saw was like, because Jerry Krause is like, you know, he's he's no longer alive, like he's passed away. Uh, but one of the best tweets I was like, uh, one of the best tweets I saw was like, I feel bad that this guy's died and they're getting these jokes off, but I guess since they said it to his face, it's okay. <laughs> because Scottie Pippen was berating Jerry Krause on the team bus. Can we talk about Scottie Pippen? Yo, they. I'll, Okay, first of all, Scottie Pippen's voice is just, like, permanently sad, no matter what he says. And, like, hearing him talk about his life, it's just, like, you just you just realize, like, wow. Like, he has this profound sadness to him, which is just, like, man. Would you, though, if you signed a seven-year, $18 million contract, and you were on arguably the <sighs> sports team to have ever existed, wow. would you not be sad? 
like it goes like first it talks about his family life, which I'm not going to spoil. But like you're like, okay, you feel sad for this guy, and then he makes it to the NBA, and you feel really good for this guy, and then like he signs this horrible contract, and you're like, man. But then he has a good reason for it because like he didn't want to risk injury, and then apparently the history is like when he signed the deal, it wasn't a terrible deal, but it was just that because the NBA blew up after he signed the deal, it became very quickly a horrible deal. Because it was for seven years. Seven years and $18 million over that seven year. Taylor Rooks tweeted out, let somebody start a GoFundMe for Scotty, which I think (laughs) (laughs) that was really funny. And like, Scotty, like, so like I saw the one tweet that got uh, for his career earnings. It's like his uh, 11 years as a Chicago, like the first seven years or 11 years of his career, he made $22 million as a Chicago Bull. And then the next five years, he made $77 million from between Houston and Portland. And then in his final two years in Chicago, he made two years $11 million, And he didn't even end up playing, like, the second year because he got waived, but he earned all that money. So he made, like, half as much. He, he made half as much money as he made in his first 11 years in his final two years of his career from the Bulls. Holy okay, man. we get it. You're an accountant. No, no, no. But here's the part, okay? The joke if you ask any person, they will tell you it's like so that tweet I read it and then under it I see all these comments and people are just like, Oh yeah, but then he went broke after. Oh, but then he lost it all. And I'm like, Oh yeah, Scotty Pippen did go broke. He went bankrupt. And like if you ask like the general people, I think they would all all remember, oh yeah, Scotty Pippen went that. bankrupt. Right? Because that was like a big not- thing like five, ten years ago or whatever. It's like, oh Scotty Pippen went bankrupt. So I Google it. I'm like, oh, I don't remember how he went bankrupt. The media did Scotty so dirty. He never even went bankrupt. <laughs> Some man named Scotty Lee Pippen from like who knows where Indiana or something filed for bankruptcy. And some lazy media outlet just assumed that that was Scotty Pippen. And then everybody ran with that story. <laughs> and Scotty That's spent wild, three man. years trying to sue every media outlet for defamation, defamation, and ended up losing because, like, the judge was like, "You can't prove that they were like maliciously trying to hurt you." But ever, like, if you ask anybody, they're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, Scotty Pippen went broke, but he never went broke." That is wild. See, this um, is why Twitter doesn't exist. Media can't run with crazy stories like this, so. <laughs> But this was 2000, like, this was uh, 2011, so Twitter did kind <laughs> Twitter of Twitter did exist, never mind. <laughs> and, like, I, I was seeing listicles from, like, 2016, which still had Scotty Pippen listed as, like, the brokest athletes. And I'm like, man, that is crazy. Like, I would be so angry if I was Scotty Pippen with, like, everybody in my life forever. Honestly, I wouldn't mind that, because that just means that, like, people aren't hitting you up for money. Like, you're still rich. Who cares if everybody else thinks you're broke? No, but apparently he's he, the reason he sued was because he lost like a bunch of endorsements because people like companies and like brands thought he was bankrupt. Oh damn! <laughs> wow, that's that. That's like nice. that is horrible. That is <laughs> like so horrible, poor man. Scotty Pippen, man. I feel so bad for him. I don't think that's so... about how wild the NBA was. That's what, that's what I was about to say. The Bulls traveling cocaine circus. Oh my god, when I heard that. Yes! <laughs> Jordan, like, say, oh, I didn't want to be a part of that. <laughs> Yo. Someone said he, he takes his eyeballs out and dips them in it. 
<laughs> legitimately, legitimately started crying when I saw that. I legitimately started to like tear up a little bit. Yeah. Oh man. The the funniest thing I th- I th- think the funniest one from the night was uh what is it when uh Jordan said to Kraus. So those are those pills you take. <laughs> short. <laughs> they were rude. They were like ruthless. That poor man was just the whole team's punching bag. And I would just I just want to know what they left on the cutting room floor because they definitely left out some stuff because Jerry Cross is dead now. Like they definitely they definitely had to leave some stuff out because they didn't actually they don't actually say in the doc what Scotty Pippen said to Jerry Krause on those bus rides. Yo, what I would not so like the fact that the stuff that made the doc was already so mean. (laughs) Yo, what I would do to be like a fly on like the bus window during that? Because I just want to hear what he said. And I think like it really it really like it. Like, Jerry Krause must have been such an awful person for, like, everybody to be so okay with just, like, this, like, two-hour bully session. Bro, even Jackie Mack was like, yeah, that's, them's the beats. Like, <laughs> shit, you, you get what you deserve. <laughs> you know? like, she was okay with it. I was like, oh, God. Oh, my Lord. <sighs> that is wild. Oh, man. Oh, man. Another thing that I found really interesting about the doc, and if this pod had any sort of structure, we probably would have started with it, was just the early parts of it and seeing Michael Jordan as a kid and watching his mom read that, like, really sweet letter from him talking about needing to borrow $20 and thinking about this, like, billionaire writing a letter to his mom as a college student because he needs to borrow $20 and she pays for his phone bill and all of that stuff. And... Okay, I tweeted about this. I want to know what your guys' take is. How do they find footage of Michael Jordan just doing household chores? Like, who was the one recording that? How did that make it into the documentary? Okay, 100%, that was his mom recording that. And that was because that was likely the first time MJ has ever done chores. Where she's just like, oh, look at this boy, finally cleaning his room up. (laughs) Can you believe this? (laughs) Well, I need this proof to show his father and the rest of our family. Look, Michael, look, we went to college and look at Michael learn something. <laughs> Mo, is that your take as well? Uh, I guess, I'm not going to lie, like, it's wild to think, like, they just had that cameras just <laughs> recording. That's what I'm saying. Like, no one knew he was going to be Michael Jordan at that okay, time. Well, like, did they always just have cameras on the man? I guess the other, I guess the other explanation would be that he lost a bet. Um, <laughs> and he was forced to record himself like doing laundry and making his bed. Who did he lose a bet to? His mom. Hey, <laughs> Jordan lost a gamble. <laughs> I'm not talking about some halal bets. <laughs> Allegedly. I'm gonna, if you lose Jordan it, was Jordan asked his mom for money and she's like, Well <laughs> <laughs> if you want oh, those stamps. So another part that they really focused on 
This was kind of like Michael Jordan's origin story. We've discussed that a little bit. And they talked about, of course, Michael Jordan. We all heard the story of him getting cut in high school and how he just worked like crazy to get back and the work ethic that he had and almost like the immediate impact that he had in his second year having that monster series. And of course, they lose to to the Celtics who were just a more experienced and older and better team at the time. But just seeing Michael Jordan's immediate impact almost on a team that really had nothing before him. What did you guys think about that? It was wild. Just like watching, uh, I guess like first thing you notice <laughs> is like how he was cooking them. And like, yeah, like, put it? like saying that like in college, he was like, you know, I was better than Jordan for about the first two weeks. And then, <laughs> then he like, he said, oh, like, okay, now now he's better than me. Another just wild part, and we know this about guys like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, it's kind of what sets them apart from most other players, is just how insane they are. And the story of Jordan's foot injury wasn't one that I, like, fully, fully knew. Like, you hear stories, and I'm sure I heard it, and I'm sure I knew bits and pieces, but just to think about a guy hiding his injury from the team and going and working out and then playing on it and coming back and really risking his entire career possibly if he were to get hurt again because he didn't not want to play <laughs> that was just insane to me no it's wild like he said like he was given the option like either you sit out and you protect yourself for the rest of your career or you couldn't go ahead and play, but you have a 10% risk of, like, never playing again if you get injured again. He was like, I don't care. I want to play. I want to win. It's just, like, it shows you, like, his drive, and it's, like, crazy how, like, competitive he was, even, like, from that young of an age. And, like, even, like, the, like, I know a lot of it's, like, story making, but, like, the fact that, like, they let him play, and it's, like, on this, like, weird seven minutes per half. I would love to see the science behind seven minutes because that's hilarious. The fact that the if Bulls have second, a, you're fired. The Bulls have a timer on the bench to cut him off exactly at 14 minutes every game, and then the fact yeah. that it plays out so that in the last game of the season for them to make it to the playoffs, that the 14 yeah. minute mark hits right when there's like 30 seconds left of the game, so they have to pull him out. <laughs> yeah, hear, hear, hearing that little horn like. And it's like it's like a movie. It's like what are you like? What type of like, like like it's like like if John Paxson had a movie, that would be like the climactic scene. <laughs> would be like the best player in the team got got forced out because of an arbitrary uh, time limit. <laughs> and it's just like slow mo him taking this shot, and then they clinch the playoffs. <laughs> and then they have all like the freeze frames on each of the players. Ah, uh, John Paxson went on to be the worst general manager of the oh, Chicago Bulls. <laughs> Seemingly impossible. It just has one small freeze frame for Michael Jordan, like won six NBA championships. <laughs> <laughs> he went on to win six championships. No, that to me was so wild because outside of Kobe, there's not really a player who has that kind of mindset. And I, I think that's normal and rational. Like we'd live... In an era of load management, we had a player who was very similar to, I called him, no, I called MJ a bald version of him. I was, I was about to try to recap my tweet. It didn't work, didn't work. Uh, 
a, a bald version of him who could stand the cold because, you know, he played in Chicago and Kawhi couldn't play here for longer than a year. But besides that, um, we do live in an era of load management. And I think that we're all as fans at a place where we understand the value in that. And we would probably look at a uh, sorry, a Michael Jordan as insane for doing what he did and really risking his entire career to play. Yeah, oh, like, for real. Yo, think we, about we, we, think about Michael Jordan playing on that and like Bulls management being berated for it versus like what just happened to KD in the finals, right? Yeah, Where it's like exactly. people are like, oh, he should have never come back and played on that, right? Yeah. Um, and the crazy part about that is the Bulls were like they they held on as long as they could during the regular season, but then during the playoffs they're just like, all right, go out there and play. And he's playing like the <laughs> entire game. Which, hey, he set the NBA record, which is still somehow the NBA record in the postseason for most points, which I found amazing. Like, put everything else aside, like, just talk aside for the MJ documentary. The fact that only 38 people have scored more than 50 points in a playoff game is, like, mind-blowing to me. That it's only 38 times that it's happened. Not 38 people, that it's happened 38 times, and most of it's just MJ and Will. That is wild, man. Which is crazy because you always think about like the playoffs, like oh, all these great players, like oh yeah, fifty points is easy. Everybody's got fifty points. Then you just see, and it's like Kobe shows up once on that list. LeBron shows up once on that list. Dirk is on that list one time. Russell Westbrook is on that list one time. I think KD's on that list maybe once, maybe twice max. And, and it's like, wild. wow, fifty points is actually like really hard to get, and we just treat it like nothing. And it's like. <laughs> Okay, well, my timeline, I don't know about y'all's, but my timeline was actually going crazy, just destroying defenses in the 80s. Oh. <laughs> like, just like, well, uh, he had uh, he had Danny Ainge on him. Oh, wait, look, Bill Watson switched on him. Like, what did you expect but him dropping 50? And I thought that that was really, I love seeing videos and documentaries like this because we talk about NBA in the past as if it's somehow better than the product that we're getting today when that is just not the case. Oh, no. <laughs> so, like, scoring 50 in a playoff game in today's NBA um, is... I, look, I'm not to take anything away from Michael Jordan because I know I'm just going to get killed for, for even <laughs> insinuating that Michael Jordan is not the greatest of all time. But it's just... It was funny to me, and it was great that we have just video evidence of just today's defense and the defense 25 years ago just not being the same. Oh, like, I agree, like, defense probably is insane. But then also, like, if you watch all these MJ clips, it's like he was making ridiculous shots because they were all, like, 16 feet in. So you would just, like, he'd cook his first guy and then, like, go through four dudes to make some, like, circus layup. And I'm just like, this is actually insane. Like, him doing, like, the dribbles between the legs on Bird that's, like, so iconic, that baseline shot. Yo, that's my fave, man. Like, you're just like, man, actually, I don't know if anybody could do anything about it. And the one thing that I kind of noticed is, like, how for granted we take NBA players today, like, how athletic and how built they are. Where it's just, like, MJ's doing all these dope things, and because he's wearing short shorts, and because like the video quality is a little bit worse, and things are, and like they have, they don't have zone defenses, so you can kind of actually like focus in and see like the one-on-one moves that he's doing. Like you don't, like people don't take that, like people, I think we really take that for granted nowadays. Because like yeah. I remember last year there was that one slow mo video of Kawhi doing all these like one-on-one moves into like a mid-range jumper or something, and I was like, this is the coolest video ever that I've seen, and it's just like, oh yeah, this is like every MJ highlight. But like we don't, we don't really pay much attention to it as much in game because we're just like, oh, three ball. I just think it's crazy, and I tweeted this that like 
players can be that athletic and I can barely cross my legs. Like, I just don't understand how life works and why I got stuck with the hand that I was dealt. But, <laughs> um, oh, I'm watching, uh, it's replaying right now on ESPN, and I'm watching it, and Scottie Pippen came in with the biggest suit, and it's so great, like, he, he looks like every Disney film of, like, two kids trying to sneak into an R-rated movie, like, he's insane, <laughs> uh, love it. Like, did they not have stylists in the 90s? Like, what are these suits even saying right now? <laughs> The Lawn Wright, the Snickers commercial was, was great. Oh I love that. <laughs> they have the best advertisements. All right, you guys. I think we're coming to the end of our pod. You guys have a favorite moment from the last dance? I thought it was pretty cool that, like, indoor soccer was more popular than the Bulls. Yeah, that's before. wild. Like, when that's I saw that. wild to me. That, like... The Bulls were so lowly. They had absolutely zero support in the city. Um, indoor soccer was was um, drawing more, drawing a bigger attendance than than them. Because you would think that like they had like such a loyal following even before Jordan, but I never they, thought that. You know what was actually really cool? Um, it was actually on Sports Center after the doc. Um, Jay Hadande was talking. And he was like, "It's really cool to see this doc, and like the best way that young people can kind of understand it is they're seeing like Michael Jordan." And it's like, oh, that's like Kobe. And he's like, his explanation was like, this is basically like this documentary showing people. It's like, yeah, Kobe. Like, if you want to explain Michael Jordan to young people, it was like, he was like a better version of Kobe. And like, you see all those same things, right? You see like that, like insane, like drive to like, you know, like to play while injured. And then like people, I think on Twitter, you saw it. People put the side by side of Kobe shooting like one handed when he broke his right hand, <laughs> like when he was like 20. To like MJ trying to shoot like off the bench with a broken foot, and like some of like those same mannerisms and stuff, where it's like, oh, Kobe was doing this MJ impersonation, yeah. But then also it's like, oh, like that that was like, there's a reason why a lot of people were trying to be like Mike. Like he was like very much one of a kind for that era. Where like you see all this Mike footage, you're like, yo, he was actually like cool as hell. Like he didn't know how to dress at all, but he he was cool as hell. <laughs> I don't know why you said that in the past tense. Is Michael Jordan still cool as hell? No, he still can't dress. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, I I thought uh, I watched that as well, and I thought Jay Adande's point was was very apt because that's always how I understood it in my head. Because I know Kobe, I grew up on Kobe. I did not grow up on MJ, and so my understanding was always MJ is this, but better. That's my thing. Uh, same thinking. My favorite, I think, was just like seeing the. I wouldn't say the asshole side because you know he's an asshole already, but like the asshole plus. <laughs> yeah. Like you see, I say you see him like uh, what is it? I guess must have been a rookie, and he's saying, "Oh, this is my first championship. I'm so excited. Can I get a hug?" And then just MJ just gives him that look, like, "Are you serious? Like, what are you saying right now?" <laughs> and then also like the what is it, when the when the I don't know if it was a reporter like a security guard, but he was like trying to get an autograph. Like he tried to ask MJ for an autograph. <laughs> And then he just, like, shot him this look of disgust. That's another thing that I don't think would exist in today's NBA as much. Like, I know Kobe was that version. Kobe doesn't, um, like, what Kobe in his prime was 10 years ago. Like, that's very different than what we have right now. Yeah. Um, And I just, like, I can't imagine Steph or LeBron 
or any like KD or any of those guys doing that to a fan or a teammate. Well, they, they would get cooked for it, right? Like, I mean, like, you kind of see this with, like, I guess with Chris Paul on the Rockets, like, was it last year or the year before? Like, yeah. they went in on him about that, right? It's not, some, it's not something that, like, you would survive in this social media age. Like, your teammates, they wouldn't necessarily call you out, but, like, there'd be, like, little grumblings and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. And I, I just think people are... I, I don't think MJ would have cared, so it's different with a personality like MJ or, or even Kobe. But I think that there is... I think guys are just more personable because of the internet. And we see a lot more of their personality on the internet. And because there is that automatic sort of reaction that comes from something like Twitter, I, I just feel like the dynamics are different there. But someone like MJ, I just think, is doesn't... None of that stuff matters. Like, I think you can put him in any sort of era, and he's still going to be the same old asshole. He's just, that's just who he is. <laughs> and, that's, um, just, that's just his personality. <laughs> yeah. Something that we did not get to talk about a lot on this episode, but was touched upon in the documentary and will be a much bigger part, I believe, moving forward, is, of course, the Scotty Pippen trade talks. And I found it very surprising which side Michael Jordan was on. Um, I found that very odd, and it was just, it took me a while to realize, like, this is a different era, and players and people of a different time thought in a different way. So I'm really excited to see how that sort of plays out. Um, I'm talking about it like we don't know exactly how it plays out. I can Google <laughs> how it plays out. But um, I'm really excited to see how that plays out. I don't know if you guys have something you're looking forward to coming up in, in the um, in the next couple of episodes, and then we can close on out. Oh, it's uh, definitely got to be the Rodman, the Rodman <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah, Dennis Rodman. I I would just love to understand what Dennis Rodman was like like in actuality like every time i see a new image of dennis rodman i am just more perplexed like i'm just like <laughs> i just want to know everything going on with this man like you need whole i think you need 10 episodes on him specifically we, to need, get, we need an entire series yeah you need an entire series to get all of dennis rodman and even then you'd probably need like a couple of seasons of that series and then like you can't even understand anything he says because, like, he's just, like, grumbling through words. So it's just, like, you need, like, ten episodes for each episode to understand what he's saying as well. But, man, <laughs> like, he is just the most, like, interesting person. And, like, that's just, like, from looking at Bulls stuff. Like, you just look at, like, Bulls photo, and then you'll see, like, a random photo of him with the Lakers. And you're just like, what? And then you'll see, like, post-career, just like, oh, yeah, he's, like, best friends with Kim Jong-il. And you're just like, <laughs> oh, what? What what is going on? I'm just so confused. But looking back at like the this Bulls thing, I now totally get why Kim Jong Un is a massive Bulls fan, and why he would have just wanted to see Dennis Rodman because I too would love to just be friends with Dennis Rodman for like a couple of days. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't imagine a better note to end that on. Thank you so much, Essa. Thank you so much, Mo. You can find both of them at Suara Lasers. And VTech Poppy on Twitter and Instagram. Hit them up. They're both very funny. Thank you to everyone who tuned in. Once again, I was the host, Iman. 
talking about the last dance can't wait to bring you guys some more episodes please stay tuned and in the meantime rate subscribe tell your friends about it leave comments all that good stuff and hit us up on twitter at dishes dimes pod thank you so much and good night